Welcome to the Make Books Travel podcast. I'm Marlene Seegers, co-founder of Two Seas Agency, a California-based literary agency that represents publishers, agents, and a select number of authors from around the world. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing international publishing professionals with the intention to share with you, listeners, an insider's look into how books travel, from manuscript to published book, from one language to another, or from page to screen. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 11 of the Make Books Travel podcast. Today's guest is Chiara Scaglioni, editor of International Fiction at Mondadori in Italy. Chiara and I met a couple of times at various book fairs in the last few years and had in fact scheduled to meet at the Mondadori offices in Milan in early April this year. Well, that obviously did not happen. Italy was the first Western country to be hit by the COVID-19 virus, late February, and for a while it was the global epicenter of the pandemic. So, of course, the coronavirus was an important topic of our conversation. And I was especially interested in getting a sense of the current situation, now that the restrictions have, for a large part, been lifted, bookstores have reopened, and books are being published again in Italy. So without further ado, here is my interview with Chiara Scaglioni. Hi, Chiara. Thank you for joining me from Milan. Hi, Marlene. Thank to you. <laughs> I was very happy when you suggested some time ago to be a guest on uh, the Make Books Travel podcast. Because uh, when I started the podcast in April, it was still utter chaos in Milan, which for a while was the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, not only in Europe, but in the entire world. And I can't be begin to imagine what it must have been like for you. And um, first of all, I wanted to say that I really hope you and your dear ones came out of this crisis so far all right. Thank and you, thank you. We are all well, but do you know, it has been a very, very difficult moment for all of us, as you know very well, but as we have been the, the first, uh, mm -hmm. everything has been really complicated. Hmm. Yes, yes, I can imagine that the news that reached us from Milan for a while was, uh, yeah, was, was very scary and indeed unprecedented. Um, you were, as you said, the first in, in many ways, yeah. especially, you know, in, in, in Europe and, and the Western world. So um, I also wanted to thank you for setting aside some time to provide an insight into the current Italian publishing industry. But... Can you first briefly introduce yourself and outline your publishing career so far? Yes, sure. I am Chiara Scaglioni. I live in Milan and I have been working in publishing for more or less 20 years. I started in Mondadori, which I don't know if you know Mondadori, but it's the first publishing company in Italy. Uh, I started there in 2000 as a foreign fiction press agent and then as a foreign fiction editor. After more or less 10 years, I left to join HarperCollins Italy uh, following the launch of the company in our country and the creation of the, um, of the publishing lines. I stayed there for five years and then last year, I came back to Bondadori as a senior foreign fiction editor. 
Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and um, I uh, I am uh, very um, familiar with Mondadori, and indeed we we already briefly talked about this uh, before starting the the recording. Is um, I I was actually supposed to come see you in Milan at the Mondadori offices <laughs> early April, and. Um, which I've never visited. Um, I've only been to Milan once before. And uh, yeah, so the Mondadori offices is actually a, a whole... I, I, it, it sounds like it's almost like a small village outside of Milan, right? It's a huge, huge building with, with all the Mondadori imprints, right? Uh, yes, it's a huge building, a very beautiful building. And uh, you have to come. Next year, you, are, yeah. you absolutely have to come. Yes, I, I really am I'm crossing my fingers and my toes for, for that to happen. Yes, me too, me too. <laughs> so um, what, what is the situation in Milan currently? I mean, and, and I'm, I first wanted to ask Italy, but I, I realize like Milan is in an exceptional situation. So let's focus on Milan. Um, so in, in light of the lifting of the lockdown restrictions, are certain places like cinemas still closed and and what about events and um, museums? Are, are, and are all the stores open at the moment? Um, all stores and shops are open at the moment, but uh, uh, they allow only few people to enter. So for five people uh, with gloves, mask, uh, you can stay only 20 minutes in the shop, then you have to go out. So it's not, not easy. Same for coffee shops and restaurants. They are open, but uh, there, there can be there only few clients. Museums, theaters, cinemas are all still closed or mm. are very slowly starting to reopen. And all events concert, festival, and so on are not happening in Italy in this moment, especially Milan, because Milan and Lombardia um, are, has been the epicenter of all the pandemic in Italy. So in Milan, in Bergamo, that is another of the main uh, cities in Lombardia, uh, we have more and more uh, um, case, uh, cases of uh, COVID than in all the other Italy. In Lombardia, the double that all the other parts of Italy. So it's, mm. it's very difficult. Yeah. And, um, and as, as on a social level, you, you can still not gather with more than a certain amount of people, right? No, you can't. Uh, now I see that uh, uh, in uh, coffee shops or restaurants that are, have tables also outside, people uh, are, are gathering together. But inside, it's quite impossible. You can't. You can't enter. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's a strange situation, do you know? Mm. Yeah. We are not yeah. used, and do you know, I know it's very hard for, for everyone, it, but Italian people are really uh, touchy, and uh, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's so strange not to touch the other people, not to kiss them. We are not used to this. For us, it's really, really uh, strange. 
Mm, to yeah. keep distances. Italian people don't <laughs> keep distances. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the social distancing. It's it's a little bit the same here too. I mean, uh, uh, here in California, at least, people like to hug. So it's uh, when you when you meet people in the street or, um, yeah, like I was just telling you, I, I went to a yoga class for the first time this, this week at the gym and it was outside and there were only four people attending. But um, the yoga teacher is a friend of mine and I hadn't seen her since February. And um, I just, I had the immediate urge to go up to her and give her a <laughs> hug. And I was like, and so we were both really, because she felt the same way. We were both really... Um, yeah, it was an awkward moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. It's, <laughs> we didn't not, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, for the Italian publishing market, what was the what was the state of the industry before the pandemic happened? Well, uh, before the pandemic, the publishing market was stable. Also, I can say with a with a small growth in the last years, uh, there has been uh, a strengthening. Is it correct to say strengthening? Yes, of mm -hmm. nonfiction, uh, also the specialized and technical one. Fiction mm -hmm. is always struggling more than nonfiction, both uh, on the Italian and the, in the foreign fiction side. Uh, literary titles work better than the commercial ones, uh, without considering uh, the brand names, the big names. But uh, anyway, for fiction, the situation is uh, uh, it's more difficult. Uh, anyway, Mondadori is doing well. Uh, our market mm -hmm. share grew, so we are happy about the situation of the market to be sincere mm -hmm. and and how about during the pandemic and during the lockdown was anyone even thinking about acquiring titles or was there a complete standstill because people were just dealing with everything else that was happening um, and, and what about the books that were supposed to be published, uh, like in, in March and April, were they all systematically postponed? Uh, yes, we went on acquiring titles, uh, obviously, especially after the lockdown in other countries in Europe and after the lockdown of US and UK, uh, submissions were much less than usual. But in the end, uh, the situation went back from this point of view, uh, went back to normality in more or less a month. We, mm -hmm. we as editors, we worked less for March, mid-April and stopped. Then the situation was back to, to normality. Uh, the publication were completely postponed. We didn't publish anything, um, all the publications that were due for March and for April have been postponed to May, to June, to the second half of 2020, or also to um, 2021. So mm. the situation uh, was, uh, was, really, was really difficult. Uh, there has been uh, some other uh, kind of publication, like the digital ones, mm. But the physical uh, publication, the, mm, the books in print uh, were completely stopped for a couple of months. 
Hmm. Yeah, because I believe all the bookstores, the physical bookstores were were closed for like two, two and a half months. Yes. Um, so were there any, um, was there, was there any sales, were there any sales happening during the lockdown? Um, like for instance, through online bookstores or, um, yeah, you already mentioned the digital parts like was there a surge in in sales and ebooks and digital audiobooks for instance yeah so there were sales only in online stores both ebook and physical booth but do you know online is the 20 percent of the market so the situation was okay. uh, really difficult yeah. in march and in april um there were uh, um, there were there has been some interesting digital only for example for some italian writers um or also digital first. To give you an idea, uh, some Italian authors uh, wrote Diary of the Quarantine uh, mm. and the, the profits uh, for this kind of um, online publication were allocated to charities and they went very well. Or, for example, other Italian authors, there is a, 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 a Mondadori author that is a coach and she wrote a, a coaching for the quarantine so how to handle your kids uh, during the quarantine. Uh, mm. All other digital only or digital first, like, for example, uh, non-fiction regarding the pandemic. Uh, Paolo Giordano published something, mm. and then Roberto Burioni, that are two important Italian authors, one in fiction and the other in non-fiction. So we tried, we as Mondadori, but all the, the publisher, all the publishing company, tried to uh, create some only digital or digital first, and we went on to sell all the other publication through ebook or online stores. Hmm. And how about audiobooks? How, is, how big is the audiobook sector in Italy, if it has any importance at all? Um, uh, the, yes, it's, it's not so big for the mm. moment uh, but obviously during the the pandemic uh, there was uh, an higher demand for ebooks and also for for audiobooks and mm. we noticed that sales in this format continue to increase also now mm. and the increase in my opinion is due to uh, new clients that uh, uh, we acquired during the quarantine and also to usual clients uh, who in this period uh, acquired much more than before. So in the mm. end, uh, there has been an important growth for the digital world in Italy. Mm -hmm. mm. All right, yeah. And so the physical bookstores, I think they reopened on May 14 or around that time. Have How, how have sales been since the reopening of those stores? Have people found their way back to bookstores again? Uh, yes, the bookstore started to reopen very gradually from mid of April, more or less, and mm. some are still reopening now. Okay. Uh, people have found their way back to bookstores. The flow is settled to, to normality and the month of May is doing uh, very well. But uh, we still notice, we noticed this during the quarantine, but also now, an increase of uh, online sales for physical book. Mm. Also now that uh, the, the, the bookstores are reopened, but uh, there is a higher sellout that is going on also now for online sales a lot. Mm. So. 
Mm-hmm. And also a thing that I uh, that I think is interesting is that during the pandemic, we sold a lot of classic and a lot of backlist. A lot. Interesting. Uh, Yes. For us, uh, Mondadori is a good thing because we are the first publisher in the backlist market uh, with the highest market share, so we sold a lot. But anyway, everyone sold a lot of backlist. uh, And uh, I noticed, but it's obvious, but uh, it's it's also strange that uh, when I check with other colleagues, other editors in Europe, uh, the classic that uh, has been sold are the same in all the countries. So Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Loving the Time of Cholera, Camus, <laughs> yeah. uh, George Orwell. But it's true, everywhere. It's, oh. uh, it's interesting to notice. That we read the same. We read all the same classic and backlist uh, throughout Europe. Yeah, that's true. I um, I, I realized at some point in uh, in the Netherlands, uh, the, the plague, La Peste by uh, Camus was indeed, I think in the top 10 of, yeah. of best-selling titles. And um, it, yeah, I, I, I hear what you say also as a right seller for me, um, there have, there has been a higher demand from international editors for, um, for classics and for, for backlist titles. Um, and so perhaps are very likely to um that they come from uh, from this higher demand during the pandemic already for the classics that that were available so um yeah people are looking for maybe yeah books that stood the test of time and and, and obviously the for for Camus and um love in times of cholera there was uh, more reasons and and, and more um yeah, kind of obvious uh, link to what was going on and what what is still going on. Yes, but, uh, uh, yes. but yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. Um, we we've actually been looking at within the agency for uh, at some of our backlist titles that that deserve like a second a second round like that, that were published a couple of t- years ago and had some translations and um, that deserve. I think yeah. And, to be put under the attention of of acquiring uh, editors again so yes. yeah this is it's interesting to hear that you you've experienced that from from your side you know on the acquisition yes, yes. side too I mm. think we have to keep an eye on uh, backlist titles uh, that can be published again hmm mm-hmm yeah, and then during the uh, during the lockdown, uh, you mentioned already briefly that Italian authors um, published some e-only or, or digital first books to um, help people through uh, the pandemic. And um, but were there were there any other initiatives that were taken by Italian publishers and 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 authors, agents, booksellers in Italy? Uh, during the lockdown to yeah to to find a new audience to to help mitigate the the losses um due to the lack of, of physical book sales where there was there a lot of online social media activity um any virtual book tours or online book clubs yeah any 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 new initiative that was taken uh, yes, I don't know if they can mitigate the losses, but yes, yeah. there have been <laughs> hundreds of initiatives uh, uh, from all publishers. Uh, we organized uh, 
a lot of things, mostly with Italian authors, because it's it's easier for us, yeah. obviously. Uh, so, mm-hmm. for example, all the physical events, all the physical events that has been planned, that were planned in um, uh, before for March and April, has been transformed in a digital event on Facebook, uh, in agreement with the with the bookstore. We selected bookstores, so we had the, the online event after the event. Readers may order their physical copy of the book from the bookstore involved in the event. And uh, all these kind of initiatives taken during the lockdown uh, worked very, very well. So during the summer, we we are thinking about mixed events. So live festival where we could do, we can, sorry, do them in Italy, but also streaming events in which... uh, Uh, we can uh, involve also foreign authors. And Mm -hmm. from September, the same, mixed events live or streaming or both. It depends uh, depends uh, with what happened, uh, the situation in Italy. Uh, We we did a lot of things. An interesting one is, for example, an Italian author that is Luca Bianchini, very famous in Italy, uh, is an author who usually sells a lot of copies during uh, the events, during the book launches, festival, and so on. And so, as his new novel has been released now, we organized an online book tour with a streaming event during which readers may chat with the author, so it's interactive. And Mm -hmm. people who attend the event may acquire special signed copies, copies that have been specifically printed with the signature on them to be sold during uh, to be yes to be sold during the the launch so it's it's uh, a nice initiative and his readers appreciated it a lot Hmm. And that's like some kind of limited edition, like special edition yeah. for this. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh-uh. And um, so this is a best-selling author, from from what I uh, from what I gather. How 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 is it for authors who are not well known yet? I, I can imagine that's been a little bit more difficult. Yes, I have to be sincere. I struggle for the authors that I published in February, March, and the beginning mm-hmm. of March because it's quite impossible to to make them work now it's too mm-hmm. late we missed yeah. com- two completely months so if a, a debut author was published I- in february he <laughs> can't be happy at all because he yeah. didn't sell nothing till now and now it's more difficult because we have new launches new release uh, big authors for the summer so uh, it's not easy mm-hmm. i tried to postpone everything, especially the debut author, because you have to do a particular work on them. But the one uh, released in February, uh, we made a lot of uh, video. Uh, Mm -hmm. We editors made video on the Instagram pages of Mondadori, uh, Mm -hmm. video uh, for our sales force to to speak to them again about this book uh, released in February. But do you know... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of what I've been hearing from from other countries too. It's that it's been specifically tough to um find audiences for for newly launched authors, for debut authors um who don't yet have an audience that were waiting for that was waiting for uh for this for these books. 
Um, yeah, yeah no, consider no, also no. that for some debut uh, on which we uh, invested a lot, we have organized also an Italian tour, uh, so uh, journalist interview and all these kind of things that we have to cancel completely. So uh, yeah. it's not yeah. so easy for, yeah. for this book released in, uh, at the beginning of the year. Not so easy. Yeah. And and have there has there been any government aid for publishing houses or bookstores and authors to to help them through this crisis, like we've seen in in certain other countries? Not a lot. We yes, but all big companies took advantage from the unemployed insurance, uh, okay. and this is very important because in this way you can save people's jobs. But I think nothing else. The government. Mm. Mm, took little initiatives, but that can be useful anyway. Like, for example, they helped the public libraries, uh, uh, the government, sorry, uh, helped public libraries acquiring books for them to... to mm. So uh, this was uh, very helpful for the, for the libraries, but also for the, the publishing houses in the end, yeah. because they acquired our books. But nothing mm -hmm. more than this, to, to be sincere. Hmm. And I know that this is a, a very complicated question and that you cannot look into a crystal ball and um, a crystal ball, sorry, and <laughs> predict the future. But what what do you think will be the mid to long term consequences for the Italian book market, especially since you said earlier that there was actually it had seen some growth in, in the recent year? Uh, um, it's not easy to answer. Yeah. I think <laughs> that ebooks will grow, digital sales will grow. I also think that uh, the big chains will suffer because we are already seeing this, this happening. Uh, it seems that independent bookshops are handling the situation better than the big chains. So hmm. mm, this is an interesting uh, thing to notice. I don't know. Yeah. More than this, I can't tell you. I don't yeah, know. No, of course not. But it's it's interesting to, to hear um, your comments about the indie bookstores. Um, yeah. Yes, they are, they are a lot in Italy. Uh, mm -hmm. Very active, uh, very uh, very important in the end. So um, I think they are they are handling the situation better because they are smaller. Also after the COVID, uh, um, the quarantine, people started to come back. They know uh, the the people there. Uh, they know what they want to read. So it's easier for them. Mm. They they have the relationships yeah. that were already in place before. Yeah. yeah. So it's easier to pick it up. Right. Um, and what does a typical workday look like for you now during um, the current work from home situation? Are, are you going back to the office from time to time already? Uh, I'm still in smart working. And from this week, I'm going back to the office once a week until the end of summer. After, uh, we'll see. Then we'll see. You know, I... I like working from home, but I miss a lot the the sharing of ideas of and the sharing of thoughts with my colleagues. I think that in the end we can be really creative and rich uh, when we spend time together, see each other fa face to face, uh, and ideas uh, come easier in this way. But uh, it also depends on 
what kind of job do you have inside the publishing house? And for me as an editor, it's it's easier. I can do mm-hmm. my my job everywhere. I can be in the country, I can be at home, I can be in the public garden. It's the same. I have to read, to, to choose and to acquire uh, and to publish, okay? But it's the, the, the most beautiful work uh, mm-hmm. in the world that I can do it everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Uh, that, that's how I feel too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this week you started to go back to the office and I, I assume that not everybody is working on the same day, right? It, it's kind of divided. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we are divided for the moment. We are divided in uh, um, in lines. So one day a week, uh, all the fiction, Italian and uh, foreign fiction, with the marketing, the commercial, the publicity, and so on, all together in the same day. The day after, the non-fiction team. Uh, the, the day after, the popular non-fiction. The day after, the backlist. So... To, mm, hmm. The idea is not to have uh, uh, too many people in the building uh, uh, at the same time, but everything mm-hmm. is really, really w- very controlled. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to uh, declare that you are healthy. You have to. There are a lot of gloves, masks, so everything is really under control. But it's not easy for us to, mm-hmm. to work in this way. So for the moment, it's it's a transition between yeah. uh, coming back to normality and smart working. Yeah. Huh. And what was it like to see some of your colleagues again? Hi, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it's very. I'm very happy because do you know all these uh, Zoom meeting, uh, uh, meet meeting? They work very well. I, I had meeting every day with a lot of people, so it's okay. But the uh, human contact is another thing. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's much better to see people uh, in person. Yes, I I hear you. Um, And let's talk about uh, books. Um, Which book are you currently reading and enjoying, or have you recently read and enjoyed, um, besides the ones that you're involved with as an editor? Okay, I I read a lot during the quarantine, and... uh, a lot for work because uh, I took advance of a, a lot of time that I have in, the, in that period, <laughs> but um, not considering the ones uh, in which I'm on which I'm working, I read uh, A Little Life by Anya Yanagiara um, mm. that I liked a lot. Then I read The Sun by Philip Mayer. So these two has been published three, four years ago in US, I think. Mm-hmm. And I read more, uh, more recent. I I read The Long Bright River by Liz Moore. Okay. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's a great author. And she has been published in, in January, I think, in US. Yes. Mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been wanting to read a little life for a couple of years now. It's 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 on my list and it's on my pile, but I uh, you haven't have gotten around to it. Yeah, perhaps perhaps for the summer, even though it's it, it's not a light read, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But it's really great. Really yeah, great. That's yeah. that's what I keep hearing from all different kinds of people, book people and non-book people. So, um, 
yeah, we're almost done with the interview. Do you have any last thoughts that you wanted to share with, with me and with the audience? Uh, nope, more than a thought. I hope that, uh, obviously, that the terrible situation that we all lived and that we are all living could be resolved as up. And considering our job, that we can see each other again in Frankfurt and in London and in Gothenburg and in all the other book fairs around the world, this would be great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I uh, I hear you. As I said earlier, I'd I'd love to come visit you in in Milan at the Mondadori offices sometime next year, but um but perhaps yeah, we'll uh, we'll see each other in London or in Frankfurt before that. Who knows? Let's uh Who yeah. knows? But I hope to have you in Italy as up to be mm-hmm. sincere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kia. This has been very enjoyable for me and very insightful. Um, Thank you for sharing your thoughts and, uh, and, um, yeah, your experience of of living through these these hard times. Um, Yeah, very appreciated. Thank you for you. Yeah, well, have a have a nice evening. Um, it's it's nine thirty seven here in California, so it's uh, it's already evening time for you. <laughs> yes, <PM. laughs> and um, yeah, I look forward to catching up in person sometime soon. Absolutely, thank you very much, Marlene. Thank you, Kia. Thank bye you. Bye bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Make Books Travel podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out the agency's website, 2CsAgency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a positive review. Merci et à la prochaine!